We are learning daf ayin ches, and we're up to the part uh, with the two dots. Where the Gemara says, "Man ke lashem es We're talking about water, where the Mishnah said that the size for carrying out water is the size to mix into an eye plaster. They would have to mix in a liquid into eye plaster. It'd be different types of liquid that could be mixed, and we're focusing specifically on the possibility of mixing in water. So that's the shear. Uh, for water. So the Gemara says, Amar Abayim Mithli, let's analyze. Whenever an item has two different usage, one, two different usages, one is normal and one's not normal. So which one did the Rabbanan use to decide what's chashav, what's significant for carrying out? So all the Rabbanan, makes sense, the rabbis go after the more common usage. So even if there's another usage, which would result in a smaller, more stringent shear, the rabbis aren't concerned with that because that's not the common thing that is done, that's done with the item. But let's say you have something that has two usages and both of them are are normal, then all the rabbis say, well, then you go after the more stringent side. Both of them are normal usages, so therefore you go after the smaller one, which would create which would create a chumrah. So the Gemara now gives examples. Yain by wine. What do you do most with wine? It's usually you drink wine, but you don't usually use wine for fuah, for healing. So therefore, the Rabbana go after the normal one. The Rabbana go after the more normal usage, which is drinking, kula, even though it ends up with a kula. Even though it ends up, if you would, the amount of wine that's used with refuah is smaller than the amount of wine that's used for drinking. But since drinking is more normal, it's more common than, than, than refuah, so therefore, the Rabbana go after the drinking size, even though it ends up in a leniency. Challah with milk like that also. It's more normal to use milk for drinking than it is to use for healing. Therefore, go after the size for eating lakula, even though it ends up with a kula. If you go after the size of healing, it would be smaller, but the Rabbana are not concerned. The more common usage is the usage for drinking. by honey, here, both of them are shriach. Ah, honey is a liquid that, 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 was the, that we used to put it onto source. Um, they would put it onto the head of the source we learned about yesterday. So, there, that's very common. So therefore, Azra therefore said, even though it's going to end up a much smaller shear than this year, that's significant to eat, but we go after the shear for healing because that's considered a common usage. So that's the basic rule, which everything makes sense. But now Abayi continues, water doesn't make sense. Regarding water, let's analyze. Drinking water is very common. For us, it's not so normal to put water in the eye plaster. I mean, you can put other liquids also. You don't only have to put... Um, Water, so therefore, it shouldn't be considered such a shriach thing to put water into the eye plaster. So, my time, why is it that the shear of water is not the amount that's significant to drink, but rather the amount that's significant to put into the eye plaster? Isn't that something that's not so shriach? So, so we should be more makel. We should say that we go after the shear that's significant for drinking, not the shear that's significant for application to eye plaster. So the Gemara answers, the mission was only talking about in the Galil. In the Galil, they always used water for healing. Um, they were very, uh, the Rishonim explained that the people in the Galil were always known as being very poor. So, so when they were making eye plasters, they wouldn't use anything but water. They would never waste, you know, milk or wine in it. So therefore, it's considered common in the Galil to use water in the eye plaster specifically, and therefore we have a shear of that. But in Akhanami, other places where they might use other liquids for the eye plaster, water is then not considered that it's common usage for the eye plaster. And therefore, the Kula, we would use uh, the shear for drinking. Rava, my Rava says, really the mission we're talking about other places, even not just in the Galil, and still water is the one that's most commonly used for eye plaster. All the liquids that go into the eye plaster, again, well, they'll be effective, they'll cure. But also they, they, can, they, can, they can be bad for a person's sight. 
because other liquids are a little bit thicker, so there's something that's bad for the eye, uh, it's bad for the vision. But because water is, th- is thinner, he says, uh, except for water, it cures and it doesn't hurt the eye at all because it's thinner, so it's very, it goes absorbed very easily and there's nothing you can wipe away, it's all good, and there's nothing that can be wrong with a person's vision. So therefore, we're saying that water is the best liquid that can be applied to the eye plaster. Since water is the best liquid that can be applied to the eye plaster, it's now considered to be a common usage for it to be applied. And that's why we consider it this year and we don't go lakula after this year of drinking. Now, the Rishonim is just bothered by the concept here because even though we're saying water is the best liquid to be used by the eye plaster, but if we took a, a poll, you know, what do most people, most of the times using water, are you using it to apply it into an eye plaster or are you using it for drinking? Probably still people would answer that we're using it for drinking more, more, more often than not. So why is it that even, even if we say in the Galil, they always use the water to mix in the eye plaster, they don't use other, other, other um, liquids, or we say that in general, even not in the glue, the water is the best liquid to apply in the eye plaster, but it's still probably not as common, probably not as common as drinking. So the Rishonim explain one of two things, either that common and common, it doesn't have to be exactly, you know, perfectly even. It just means it's a very normal thing to do. Once it's a very normal thing to do, even if it's less common than drinking, but the shear is still going to be lachomra, it's considered a normal thing. Or we could say that drinking water, the Ramban says a very nice Chiddush, that drinking water is an act of fua. And this is an actor of Fuah. So since they're both in the same category, drinking water is like a, it's like a health thing. And, and, and this is also a health thing. So they're categorizing the same thing, the same overall usage. And that's why we apply the shear L'chamra. But then the mission said, all the liquids are revias because all their mashkim we assume are for drinking. So for drinking, it's revias. Someone carries blood or another liquid, it's revias. So blood is revias. Reb Shimon Lazar Omer. Reb Shimon and Shimon ben Elazar says, no, Dam is not like that. Dam, because they look up ayinachas for blood. You're, it's enough if you to be high, if you just carry out enough to put into one eye. What, 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 what are you putting blood in your eye? Should come the freak is because blood is put, if there would be these like um, these things that would stick out of the eye, sometimes you have eye specks. So if you put a little blood on it, and the Gemara clarifies what type of blood, the blood from the hen that lives out in the wild, then that is, uh, can cure these specks from the eye. Which remember, the Lil Omer, they look like Someone carries out blood enough to stick into one eye. She can in the yard. Sometimes they apply the blood to heal a cataract. So this is a problem, you know, inside the eye. A little blood can help about it. Mind you, what type of blood is used? The blood from a little, a little mole. We see monarchs, we remember which blood is used for which. We just mentioned that the blood from the wild hen is used for the for the eye specks, and now the blood from the mole is used for the cataract. So you remember like this, gaba gaba in the inside for the inside, brother, brother, outside for the outside. The mole is the inside one and is used for the cataract, which is in the inside, the wild hen, which is outside of where we live, right? It doesn't usually live around us. So that's used for the specks on the outside of the eye. Continues the rise of Mentor when are all these Jerem said Bimotsi? This is all when someone's carrying it out into Rishus Rabim. If someone stores it away, Koshu, then Chayev. Even just a small size, they're Chayev. Now we have to understand what does that mean? What does it mean? You're Chayev for storing it away? What, what, what are we saying? Well, we'll see about that in one second. Shimon says, he says a much of um, a different point. When is this true? But this is all, someone stores away and it first stored away and then they carried it out. That's when we say all these shiur, but in the case of someone carries it out without first, without first storing it away, no all these things you're not chayv unless it's revius. Meaning, Reb Shimon saying a big leniency. All these shiurim of refuah, these smaller amounts that we give for the blood and so on and so forth, all these cases is only if someone first stored it away specifically for that usage. Then when they carry it out, it's significant even though it's less than revius. But if it's a regular just come carrying it out, all liquids are revius. This is Reb Shimon's kula opinion, which we learned about before on Daf Ayin Hay. Tanakama disagrees. The Tanakama holds 
that even if a person hadn't stored it away specifically for these things, since since they could be used for these medicinal purposes, then they're chayav for those for that amount. Someone who carries out wastewaters into Rosh Hashanah, reviews this year's reviews, meaning there's no such thing as you know being matzniya. Um, there's no such thing. I'm sorry. There's no such thing as saying that wastewaters are no, have chashivas less than reviews. So therefore, everyone will agree by wastewater, there's no chashivas unless it's a reviews. So now, first the Gemara analyzes what the Brai said meant. Omar Mar, but what are all these cases sizes said? But if someone carries out of but someone who stores it away, koshu, even a small amount. So the Gemara means what do you mean? The lashon here is strange. The lashon is, or for storing away, then you're chay for koshu. Uh, if storing away is not the chiv, it should say for storing away and then carrying out. What are we? What are we saying for avol bimatznia? So Amar Abay, Achim Askin, and Batamish Amal Rabba. We're talking about it. There was a a Talmud whose master said to him, "Lech upanu lemakom lisu go clear away, uh, go clear away space, so that we can have meal a uh, space to eat the meal." Halach upanu lo, and then the, the Talmud went out and he cleared space. Davar Chasha Lakol. If you took out something that's significant for everybody, something that's just you know intrinsically valuable, chayiv lo. So he's clearly chayiv, even if it wasn't stored away by his master, but it's just intrinsically valuable. So he's chayiv for for taking it out. Davar Shein Al Chasha Lakol. If you took out an item that's not Chasha Lakol. It's not intrinsically valuable. Yes, nay, Rabbi. If it happens to be that his master is stored away, then the Talmud is chayv. If not, not. Now, we're learning here in the Brisa that the master stores it away, and that's what we're saying now, the Pshat. If the master had stored it away, then the chayv means even the student now is chayv when he takes it out. Now, how do we understand that? One way of understanding that, Rashi understands that it means because once one person made it significant by storing it away, then any other person is chayef. Meaning, even if you're not the person who made it significant, you didn't store it away. But once the item became significant because it was stored, then anyone else was chayef as well. Whereas Tosos, and then that means we're only going like the minority opinion of Shimon ben Elazar that we learned about a few days ago that it subscribed to that principle. The Rabbanon don't subscribe to that. The Rabbanon say, you can't be chayef because of someone else's machshava. If you weren't the one who stored it away, you're not going to be chayef. So then, according to Rashi, we're only going like one opinion. But Tosva says that the Gemara means if the master stored it away, then the Talmud is chayv. Because even like the Rabbanan, the, the Talmud is always tuffel. He's always subordinate to the das of his master. So when the master stored it away, then even the Talmud specifically was chayv. And according to Tosva, that's why the Gemara is picking on the example of a Talmud and a Rebbe. Um, so to summarize, and this is something we really have from Dafayin Hay, there are three opinions about the Shi'ur. We have the opinion, the middle opinion of the Tanakhama, which is that if you store it away, then the shear can be smaller. Um, and the, if you personally carry it out, if someone else carries it out, then you're not chayav. If you didn't store it away, then um, then 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 we have all this year I'm given. Okay, that's the Tanakhama's opinion. Then we have Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Then no, you, even that, that that all these more chamer opinions are Dafka said when you're matzniya. But if you're not matzniya, then it's always berudiyus. That's Rabbi Shimon's lenient opinion. And then we have Rabbi Shimon loves more machmer opinion that if it was stored away by one person in a small amount, then even another person can be chayav. Now the Gemara says Amar Mar. We said wastewater because there's no other use. So the shear is only going to be revius. So now the Gemara says even if it's a revius, what are you going to do with wastewater? to use it to need um, to use to make clay. That how much clay is significant, the amount to take out to make the opening um, upon the core. Core is the thing they would melt metals in. Make a fire and they would have all the metals and flames in there. So the clay was used to make a rim around the hole so that it would fit, you know, very strong, uh, very snug over there. So 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 the, the we see here in the Brysa that clay is much it's a very pretty small shear, just enough to make a little hole here for the core. So 
why are we saying that if you're carrying out water, wastewater, if you're going to use it to knead clay, then it has to be your revius. Why? If clay is significant in a very small amount to use, to use, to use just on the, by the core, so you should be high if you're carrying out enough wastewater that you can knead that tiny amount of clay. So the Lord says, look, that's not a good question. I'll make a little bit, but it all depends whether the clay was already needed. If the clay was needed, then the clay is, then the clay is chashuv, even for such a small amount. But if it's not yet needed, it's not chashuv to carry out wastewater just to make that tiny amount of clay. Why not? A person's not going to bother himself to need just enough clay to make the opening here for the core. Well, it's not, that's not valuable. If you already have needed clay, that's valuable even in a small amount. But if you're talking about the wastewater, how much is significant, we're not going to say it's significant because it can need that small amount of clay. You're not going to bother doing it for such a small amount. So if you have a large amount of wastewater or a VS, you're going to make a big batch of, of um, needed clay, then it's significant. But less than that, it is not considered significant. Says the Mishnah, Amotzi Chavel. What's the minimum size for someone carrying out a rope? Look at the Elasos. Ozen Enough rope to, to form into a handle for a basket. Gemi for reeds. Elasos Talai. Enough Lekupa. To make a loop uh, that you can hang for a sifter off of it. And that's smaller. That's smaller than the size for the rope. To take them to measure a child's foot. You want to measure a child's foot, you can make some shoes. So you would um, measure it with a reed. So that's just something smaller. Chain. In the yard, someone carries out paper, because they look at the Kesher Milsen. It's enough that you write a tack collector's receipt. Um, and we'll see exactly how big that is, but that is a receipt that, that they, they give to a person that, like, you know, for paying a, a toll. So that is, um, so that's the amount, that's the amount of paper enough that you could fit that in. Uh, I'm sorry. And also, someone who carries out the receipt is chai because this is nothing to do with size. It's time. It's chashuv. It's chashuv to to carry that out, uh, and therefore you're chayiv on shabbos. Niyar machal, you carry out erased paper. So paper has already been written, and now it's erased. So now you can't really rewrite on erased paper. So then it's not chashuv for writing. So the size is different. The size is chayiv if you not enough to wrap around the top of a flask of balsam oil. So you could use it basically like a cover for a flask. R for hides for skins. Because that's to make to make an amulet. Uh, cloth, what about parchments? If you took out enough to write one small parsha, one small parsha in the in, in the tefillin. So in other words, here we're telling you the parchment is very expensive. It wasn't just like ordinary paper. You're never going to write a receipt on it. So therefore, the minimum amount is the a bigger amount to write the smaller parsha, the smaller parsha in the tefillin. What is that? Shishma Yisrael, which is the parsha Shishma Yisrael. Do in It's enough to write two letters. The paint that goes on eyes. To paint one eye. Obviously, the Gemara is going to talk about you know what is, no one ever paints just one eye. So why is that the shear? The Gemara will talk about that. Devik glue. They lit in brush. Shops put on the head of uh, of a board here, and we're trying to we're going to try to figure out what in the world this board is. We'll see in the Gemara. Zephis we got for his pitch and sulfur. They make holes. Uh, to make holes. So we'll see also in the Gemara what exactly the holes are. But uh, they would have seals. Um, evidently, they would they would when they were they would they would have a little bottle of mercury, and it was sealed, and they would make a tiny little hole so that the the mercury could could slowly you know drip out little by little, and then they would seal it again with some more pitch. So to make that just a tiny bit of pitch to make that hole to make that to cover that hole, then that would be chayv uh, shava for waxing thin opinion. I can come to put on the on a small hole, and the gemara is going to talk about well, you know what type of hole. What are we talking about? We'll see in the gemara. Chars is for bricks that are crushed up. Less is pretty. To make a um, enough to opening again for like a course wherever wherever metals are are it's like a thing that metals are melted in. So for people who would who would refine gold, 
uh, to make the opening for them there in their in the, in their core. That is the shear of the crush breaks. It's enough to make the, the tripod. So the tripod, right, they would have the thing that on the, on actually that they would put the core on. And uh, we'll see that the crush break was, it would, there would be cracks in the tripod. So it, it would, it could, it could fix them. Subin for brand. What's the shear for brand? Because it's an LP tour. So it would up to put on the opening of this core. So Rashi says they would use it for fuel. They'd use it for fuel. If they didn't have charcoal, they could use brand for fuel. So that's enough to fuel to fuel this core. Sid for lime. The last six times they would smear on the little part of girls. Uh, it would take off hair. So 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 a little part for girls. A little finger of the girls. We'll see in the Gemara. And we take off the hair. That's the shear for chibur. If you don't make lasos, kilkol enough to make the the hair. Uh, we're talking about on the on the head, and we'll see in the Gemara that it would be able to lay down because of the sid. It would keep it flat. So we'll see in the Gemara about that. Enough to smear on a person's forehead. And again, we have to see what in the world these issues are. The Gemara will analyze these later on. So first we go back to we analyze the difference between rope and reed. So rope, we said, was to make a handle for a cleave, but we said that the reed was enough just to make a little loop to, to, to hang a sifter. So the Gemara, that's a smaller shear. So the Gemara says, Why can't you be high for rope also? It's enough to make a loop. To hold the sifter. Why are you saying you're only high for a rope if it's a bigger size to for for a handle for a basket? So the more answer is keeping the harbamana, the rope material is very very thick and coarse. So it would it's gonna it's gonna ruin it would cut the the kalim, any any clea that was hung from it. So a lot of the ancient people don't make loops out of the rope. So therefore the rope is only chash if you're gonna make a handle out of it. Says the Maratana Rabbana and Hutsin, if you have palms, parts from palms, it lasts O's in the sock few minutes. You're enough to make a handle for a basket. Um, that would be also made for palms. So, so it makes sense that um, that's the shirt for the woods and sieve. If you have palm bast, this is the part of the, the vine that grows around the tree, Rashi says, If you carry out enough to put onto the top, onto the top of, a, of a funnel, a sun is a yain which would strain the wine. So in other words, they would put this, the palm bast on the funnel and then pour it uh, into a cleave right through it and the sediment would be held back from it. This is like oil grease. It would be enough to put on the on the bottom of a wafer before you put it on the oven to bake. So you want to put smear the wafer with oil uh, before putting it in commentary. How much how much is that? How much what is the how much is the, the, the wafer? It says the wafer we're talking about has to be enough of a fig. It's actually the same amount. The size of the cell and the size of the dried fig are one and the same. Mulchim for carrying out cottons, could they lots of cottons down? Has to be enough to make a small ball. Kamashir, what is the, the measurement of the ball? Echoes the size of a knot. Niar, now we analyze, we said paper, they love all Kesher Mulsen, enough to write the task letters, receipt on it, so Tana, it's out in the right side, Kama, Kama, Kesher Mulsen, how big is, the, is this receipt? Two letters in Greek. So it's bigger than regular Hebrew letters. Uh, the, the letters were a little bit bigger on the receipt. So enough to write two Greek letters. And Mara says, Ramino, but it's saying, look at this. It says in the Bryson, Motsi Narchal, someone who carries out blank paper, if there's enough space to write two letters, so the Bryson seems like even two regular letters. So the first bride, first thing we learned from the, in the Bryson was Greek. Now we're seeing in another Bryson that even just the size of regular letters. So which one is it? So Mara answers, what does it mean in the second Bryson? Two letters? It means two letters usually used in the receipt, meaning two bigger letters. So there's no contradiction. Both Bryson are saying the same Allah, it has to be two big letters. Rav Amar Shteos is done. And the second price is said two letters. It meant two regular letters. But it also has to have a margin where you can hold it. The Ainu Kesher Muslim would be the same size of, a, of, the, of the tax collector's receipt, which is two big letters without a margin to hold. So it ends up being the same exact year. The tax collector thing, if it ends up, doesn't mean a margin. 
uh, Rashi says they would just hold it flat against the person's palm. So therefore, they didn't need they didn't need a uh, a margin. So bottom line is either the size of two regular letters with a margin or uh, two big letters without a margin. Says the Gemara, we have a kasher on Rava. It says in the Brisa Mosinar Chal Machel, someone who takes out a um, a race paper, star perua, or a document that's already been paid. So in, so so obviously there's no value in the the the, the writing itself. If there's enough in the, in the margin, there's enough to write two letters. Or if the paper, all of it together, is enough to, to wrap around the mouth of a flask. So either the whole paper could be used for wrapping a flask and the whole thing is chive, and if not, it's chive if there's a margin where you could write two more letters. So Bishlam, the Rabbi is good, like Rabbi Shazer, Mashtay, Yoshe, who said that it means that you're chive for two letters that are in task collector's receipt chopper. The price is good because it's talking about two letters that are used in a task collector's receipt. It could be the same thing. Um, in other words, the minimum size here in the margin is the same size as plain parchment. So, so there's no reason why the Brisa, the Brisa is going to use a different term. So the same way the Brisa before, when it said Shtei Osios, meant two big letters, so to according to our changes, we could say this Brisa meant two letters and it's all the same shear. Blank paper, your Chayav, if you could write two big letters on it, it's all the same thing. El Rava, but according to Rava, it said that the second Brisa means two of the small letters and a margin to hold it, which ends up being the same size as the task collectors receive, then this Brisa is Shver. Acha, Beisachiza, so in this case, where you need to hold the document, you shouldn't need it because here you could just write two letters in the margin, and then the red, the the, the margin, and then and, and then the place to hold it can just be the place where the other old expired letters were. You don't need to have extra space for the margin. So if this, if this Bryce says enough to write two letters, and the or Bryce earlier meant two letters, so the Bryce earlier meant two letters according to Rabbi meant plus a margin. Then presumably that's what this price means also, two letters plus a margin. And according to Rabba, that's difficult because here you shouldn't have to have extra space for the margin because the margin is just the other spot where the other letters were. So the one says Kasha, indeed, that's a little bit of a difficulty uh, that here in our price, uh, two letters should mean without the margin. In the price before, two letters meant with the margin. But the bottom line is that we're coming out according to Rabba, a person, a blink parchment has to be enough that you can write two letters. And there also has to be a spot where it can be held. Now we learn that someone who carries out the tax collector's receipt is chayev. Nothing to do with size. It's just that that is a chayev significant amount. So Tanarab Bonner was taught in the Bryce that most he captured Muslim someone who carries out the tax collector's receipt. Actually, the mochas, if he hasn't yet used it in a chayev, because clearly it's, a, it's an important thing. Mishaharu the mochas, but once he already showed it to the tax collector, potter, he's potter because it's not, it's not usable anymore. It has no usage. You already used it. So what, what it's 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 worthless now. Even if I already showed a task collector, you still have You still could have a use. It might be nice. Meaning, what in the world is Rabbi saying? Why is there still a usage for this receipt? They would send people after to run after people. Um, sometimes they would do that just to make sure that they had paid, and you would have to prove that you had a receipt. You know, to make sure that people you know weren't weren't passing by without somehow paying. So review the holds that a person will 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 keep on will keep on holding the the receipt just in case someone runs after him. Another thing could be, let's say there's a big tax collector and a smaller tax collector, meaning usually there's like the chief in charge, but let's say he wasn't there. Sometimes he would put a lower guy, a second in command to be there. So review the holds that even after you, you used to pay 
um, the main guy, you might still hold on to it to show the the the, the second in command. Rabbi Tanakam you wouldn't do such a thing. Ravashi Amar Chanochus when I was really only one tax collector, but they should tzarich lo laharz lemochashin. Rabbi Yehuda holds that you're going to hold on to the receipt because you need to show it to another tax collector in another spot. Why would you want to show this receipt to another tax collector? The Amar because you can you can show the receipt and say see that I'm a person who pays his taxes. It just gives him extra credibility. Um, he doesn't want to be, you know, at a different time. He wants to be known that he's a good guy, an upstanding citizen, someone who can be trusted, so therefore he might hold on to it. Okay, continues the Gemara, someone who carries a document, a loan document. Now, it's not, sure who, it's not clear at this point who's carrying it. Is it the lender or the borrower? So we'll just leave it vague at this point. But it says, if it hasn't yet been paid, then it's considered valuable, it's significant, and you're high for carrying it. Once it's already been paid, it has no significance. Rabbi Yudah Omar, Rabbi Yudah says, Af Misha Paro Pata Chayev, even if the borrower is already paid, there's a liability for carrying it. Af Misha Tzarechlo, he still has a usage for the paid loan document. So now the Gemara will analyze what Rabbi Yudah is saying versus Danakama. My Benayev. Amar Rabbi Yosef, also Lisha Shabri, the difference is whether it's also for the lender to hold on to a paid up document. Is it forbidden? Meaning it's already been paid up, it's in the lender's possession. Is it forbidden for him to hold on to it? If it's forbidden to hold on to it, the idea would be because you're holding on to it in evil, right? Because it might, it might tempt you to, to, to fraud where you might try to collect again with it. So Rabban and Sabi also lets us you're not allowed to hold on to it. So therefore, since you're not allowed to hold on to it, it has no chashivas. You're not liable if you carry it on in Shabbos. You can't use it for anything. You can't use it in any way. Um, even for something really creative, like to wrap a flask with it, you can't do it. And obviously the document's worthless to the borrower also because you don't want to wrap it with a flask because you, you, you just want to get rid of that thing. You don't want it to fall into the wrong hands. You, you're just going to burn it, you know? So if you hold that, 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 that it's also to hold on to this document, then it's not valuable for anybody. If you discover doesn't hold necessarily such an iser, it's not necessarily Osir, so the lender could be Chayav. It has value to him. Maybe he'll use it to wrap around his flask. It has significance in his Chayav. So the question boils down to whether there is a, 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 um, an obligation on the, on the, on the perspective from the, of, of, of the lender to destroy the document. If there is, then it has no value. If, it, if not, then it may have value to wrap, uh, to, wrap, to wrap around. Now the Gemara gives a second interpretation. Now, let's just give a little introduction so we can understand the second interpretation. It used to be, right, when they have the old document, so there would be two witnesses on it. Now, how do you know that they're not forged, right? In other words, what do what signatures prove if you don't know that the signatures do it? So whenever a person, a lender comes to collect with a document, so we, he has to prove that it's not forged. How does he prove it? So this way, it's either these witnesses themselves uh, authenticate their, their, their signatures or two other people testify that they recognize the signatures, one or the other. But until the, 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 the signatures are proven, then he can't, uh, can't collect with it. Now, the question is, what happens here if the, if, the, if the borrower admits that the signatures are not forged? Meaning he himself admits that they're not forged, but he has a claim on the shard. He says, you know what? I already paid back. Why is it in your hands? A strange thing. Kasha from Ice, I forgot to ask for it back. But, but the bottom line is, I agree that the star is right, but I promise I'm telling you I claim that I paid. So for ordinarily, if a guy claims he paid, but the lender has a, has a, has a loan document, right? He's got the star, then, then the mouth that the lender can collect because normally we assume he wouldn't be holding the star if it's already been repaid, right? If, I, if I'm a borrower and I repay, then the first thing I'm going to say is give me the star. So normally to claim that you paid against the power of a star, you're not believed. But what happens in a scenario where the star has not yet been authenticated? We don't know that the signatures are not forged. So to begin with right now, it can't be collected with. The, the borrower admits 
that it's not forged. And at the same time, though, he says that he paid back the loan. Then that's a very interesting question because we might be forced to believe him that he paid back. Because if we don't force him to believe him that he paid back, then we don't know that the shara, the shara is valid as, at all. So Migu, that he didn't have to admit that it was forged, then we, then we believe him as well that um, he paid he paid back. And that's what's going on here. So Abai says, well, that also shows Shabru Evan holds that it's also to hold on to a paid up loan document. How the case is, but Mother Shabru Kassel, Sarkal, Kamal, we're talking about a case. If the borrower admits to, to that the loan document is, is valid and he still, is there a din um, for it to be McQuaid? Meaning the question is, is it, um, would he be believed to say, would he be believed as well to say that uh, he has paid up the loan? That, that if the borrower admits that, that it's authentic star, he still has to verify it, uh, the status that, about it being collector. What does the price mean if it's been paid or not been paid? Meaning it's not that we know it's been paid or not been paid. It's until the borrower says I paid or not paid. Meaning, Tanakama holds that even if the borrower admits that, that, that that, that the, the document is valid, if he's also saying that he repaid the loan, then the document is worthless because the Tanakama believes the, the borrower. The Tanakama believes the borrower that he paid it if he's the one who's validating the signatures. If he's the one to validate the signatures, then his, then his claim that he repaid it is believed. If so, if the claim is believed, so then the star is valueless. If it's valueless, then, then no one's going to be high for carrying it out. But rebuke holds the document is that, 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 that the borrower is not believed. If you, you're, you're a fool for, for authenticating the document on your own, but once you authenticated the document, then you can't make a claim that you paid. And if, you, if you're not believed, then the valuable is very much, very much valuable. So, so, so that's what's going on here in the Machlokas between, between Red Tanakama and Rebuda. Everybody agrees that if the Achilo Paro means that if the borrower is not making a claim that he paid back, that the value, that the, then the document is, is valuable and there's a key for carrying it out. The Machlokas is if it was paid, meaning if the borrower is claiming it was paid, the Tanakama is holding that he's believed. So if he's believed, the borrower is believed, then this document is value, is not, has no value, and therefore the lender who carries it out is potter, whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds that he is not believed, and therefore that he paid, and therefore the document has value. If the document has value, then the lender would be chayav for carrying it out.